0: If you like pricey incentives, pancakes, and the lows of high school football, then this episode of Riverdale is for you.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we
0: love and then rip them apart. This (laughs) week... We're both not satisfied with anything.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's still an understatement to say I'm not satisfied. But yeah, yeah.
0: Disappointing. Yeah. I mean, we... Frustrating. The main goal of the episode was very lackluster. And um, I think we've seen it play out before several times, several ways.
1: Yeah, we sure have. It's, um... (sighs) I mean, just... I I don't, I don't know what to say. Exactly. I don't know what to say.
0: I agree with you.
1: I want, I want to qualify. I love doing this podcast. This is like. Oh, absolutely. This is like one of the highlights of my week, but I, I'm not looking forward to this. No, when there's
0: no content to really work with, it's definitely difficult. So
1: we're going to try our best though, because, you know, we love y'all.
0: And we love doing this. Yes. And to get us started, here's our 60 second summary. This week, Archie trades in his sexy firefighter
1: uniform for a windbreaker and baseball cap combo as he steps back into his role as the Riverdale High School football coach. Weirdly, the team sucks. Veronica does what she does best and throws money at the problem, seemingly bribing everyone in Riverdale into supporting the team. Even Reggie appears to have changed heart after he refuses to break some teenage kneecaps to ensure Stonewall's victory. I guess there still is some good in him after all. Kevin is spiraling after coming to terms with the fact that he is ashamed of his sexuality after he becomes the victim of a hate crime. As heartbreaking as this is, we love to see the open and supportive communication happening between Kevin and his dad. Jughead becomes concerned about a student who submits a creative writing project and involving a Mothman abduction, and discovers that this kid recently went missing for an entire week and turned up on the lonely highway with no memory of what had happened to him. Speaking of the lonely highway, Betty is convinced that Polly must be dead after Glenn tells her that the blood found on the phone booth matches Polly's blood type. Betty decides not to tell Alice, but that secret comes back to haunt her when Glenn shows up in Riverdale and tells Alice the truth. He also says he's taking over the investigation, which might be a good thing since Betty's way of handling things led her to punching truckers, tying them to trees, and threatening to shoot them in the name of justice. That said, Glenn still seems sketchy as fuck and we're definitely going to keep an eye on him. All right. I just, I want to get the garbage out of the way. Perfect. I really do because I think there were some things we needed to pay attention to in this episode um, and it was just couched in a lot of nonsense and bullshit that didn't need to be happening. So I kind of just want to get it out of the way because I don't, I really don't want to talk about it for too long. I'm, <laughs> I'm that annoyed that I really, I, do, I, I have notes on it, but I just, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. That's perfectly fine with me. Uh, and obviously, we're talking about the football plot.
0: Ugh, the, it took up way plot too plot. much time. it did honestly, I, and
1: I will get to this later when we're talking about things that were actually important in the episode, but there were other things that deserved more screen time and were actually relevant and related to character and plot development for the season. And this, the football it it was nothing. it was it was so unimportant.
0: And again, it's something that, it's a storyline, it's a scenario that we've seen in so many other things. There was nothing fun to talk about regarding it. Like, there was no excitement. It wasn't like, oh my god, this this happened because this happened. No, there was, it was played out the way any high school football scene is played out and I'm sick of it.
1: It was... Ugh, it was such a waste of time. and So here are the things that I have to talk about. I mean, I can literally list them in about five seconds because there's there's no substance to it. It was just things that I reacted to that I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so the first thing was that I can't believe Veronica tried to bribe the players to score a touchdown. Seriously, is that your solution to everything? You just throw money at the problem and be like, oh, yeah, score a touchdown. I'll give you $10,000. That bothered me
0: so much because it's like, okay – You understand this has to do with, like, actual talent and skill. Like, (laughs) I can't even describe it. I know. It's frustrating because you're dealing with actual talent and skill and you're bribing somebody. You're bribing high school students. Right. Of course they're going to be like, of course we're going to do it. Yeah, that's that's
1: not that's not benefiting anybody in any way. The players are not benefiting from that. It's not like they're getting anything extra out of it except for money. The motivation's all wrong. Mm -hmm. The motivation is entirely wrong. And on that note, it's I've never actually explained how Veronica manages to get people to come watch the game and to get kids to volunteer for that slot that needs to be filled. Yes, Dawn, you're raising your hand. Where
0: did they get a Pops food truck from?
1: <laughs> yes. Another good question.
0: Because that, that, right off the bat, that's something that keeps people in the stands feeding them. Like, right off the bat. I'm a huge so- fan
1: of the Pops food truck. And and to be honest, I actually, after seeing it, I feel like this could have been a good way to do the time jump and um, advance riverdale in some way where like maybe pop didn't retire he's still running the diner but tabitha works for him and runs this food truck yes it's like a side they don't biz. have
0: enough client not i wouldn't say clientele sorry but
1: like nobody's living in riverdale who's going no, to pop right
0: nobody right nobody's living in riverdale and they don't have enough employees to run both the mm-hmm. diner yes. and the food truck right so where did it come from i get it 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 works for where it's supposed to i mean that makes sense. Yeah. But where did it come from? Like, Logistically, it, got, it, was yeah. out of, it was pulled out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And again, this is Veronica working behind the scenes. What oh. did she do? Did she
1: literally, did she give everybody $10,000 to come watch this game? Again, I
0: don't or... know, but it bothers me because we're back to like three seasons ago. This, uh, honestly, We're not in a time jump anymore. I don't feel like. This because didn't even we're feel all important.
1: I, you know, I cared so little about this. I uh I, I really I was not invested I didn't give a shit and and honestly I don't blame the town of Riverdale for not showing up to their high school football teams games when when they suck this hard and also if we're to believe that Riverdale is in such financial and social ruin that nobody wants to live there anymore why does anybody care about coming to a football
0: game and I... Now, do you think that the way they play is based off the fact that they have no fans? Like, do you think that affects them? Or do you think they're just shitty high school players that were thrown into a team because Archie asked them to be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, nobody on the team has been receiving any sort of training or practice prior to Archie being there. So it's believable to me that they suck this hard because they suck. I don't know what Archie's coaching technique is. He may not have a whole lot of time to dedicate to it, given that he's also running a vo- volunteer fire department and doing about a. Which min- wasn't
0: even brought up this. Episode. No, yeah, we
1: we just completely switched gears. That probably never even happened. We don't even see Jackson. Like, there's just like a lot of things. Episode things get to episode, swept under totally the rug. Different. Like we
0: don't. Like they're thinking we are as. We're not as close-minded as they think we are. Right, we, we literally remember we what remember happened last week. We remember what
1: happens in the last episode, and we're expecting some kind of continuity. And maybe that just means we're idiots because we're expecting continuity from Riverdale. But but
0: this again, this episode felt like we were a few seasons back. I feel like we're back in them just being high school students, and it's weird. I I don't see any progression. This this if we didn't see past episodes of this season where we are told oh they're this age they're they're doing this they came from this this happened in the past seven years i would not know where we were
1: it doesn't help that it seems like the people that they cast to be high schoolers also seem like they're in their 20s (laughs) they all look the same
0: age everybody looks the same age they do whenever
1: Archie's talking to them and even Jughead we'll talk about this later with like his student like, like they all look like they're the same age so it just doesn't make any sense that they're that there's supposed to be some kind of age difference or sense of authority going on
0: yeah and Veronica I okay I'll give her her initial thought in trying to get the town together for the team with the whole pancake breakfast thing. Our high school did that. Mm -hmm. They would do it, like, a Sunday here or there, like, once a month maybe, where it was, like, the pancake breakfast. And, like, everybody got together in the cafeteria and it was a big like I never went because yeah so I, I, to go I don't to know things. if any of these things but happened they in did my town. they they did do it I remember it being advertised like they're like oh you know the Seahawks you know football pancake breakfast on whatever day so it is a thing but at the same time That's not enough to me. It's not enough. To go to a pancake
1: breakfast is also not enough for me to then go out and watch a football game. It wasn't
0: enough for that one student's mom who was like, well, what are you going to do for them? Yeah. I
1: mean, good fucking question because it's not just... A syrup. game for some of these <laughs> kids.
0: <laughs> it's are. not just Cheryl's syrup,
1: guys. Uh, yeah, which she almost didn't provide until Archie went on the PA Live system. Speaker, yeah. And fucking bullied all of the students. And You better coming. be there. He was like, they've been busting their asses. And, and I'm like, whoa, whoa. If a teacher went on the PA at my high school and started talking about how a sports team has been busting their asses, getting prepped for these games and we should all go watch them i think that person would be fired (laughs) oh yeah so i don't really know what that was supposed to accomplish but apparently but veronica said something she's like i'll take care of getting people to come to this game we just we just don't know what that is we don't know what she did we don't know what she offered but suddenly these stands are packed and i packed. yeah and i don't (laughs) quite understand how that happened Um, we also got Reggie to convert, which is, like, nice. He
0: was very, it was very quick for him to convert.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, so, is this permanent? Is he a good guy now? I hope so. I hope so. I
0: love that he... The banter with, the banter with Hiram was just funny to me, because I felt like it was that classic, you know bad guy in his office with a cigar, like, you know, (laughs) hey, see, this is what we're going to do, see? Like, that's how it (laughs) felt, because I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is so fucking stupid. I just...
1: I love that Reggie has no problem calling a bunch of high schoolers losers and pops at some point, but then uh, later he's like, you know what, busting kneecaps is just not for me,
0: though. (laughs) It's like, really? It was it was so dumb, and I hate watching... That whole dynamic, even like Hiram with Veronica again. Like, okay, she's still your daughter, but you're acting like she's this rival of some sort. And.
1: We don't know why football matters so much
0: to Hiram. I mean. It is like. It's
1: almost as though football is going to save Riverdale. And based on what we just saw, it is not. And that's... Why is he worried?
0: He's worried. That's what... That's exactly what it looks like. He is making it seem... They are making it seem... That the camaraderie of the town at a football game is going to ruin everything for him so much so that he is now just wearing stonewall prep whatever their <laughs> fucking team's name is gear he's in his office in a sweatshirt I'm he's like,
1: enlisting reggie to go literally to go like beat up some high school kids so that they don't this is
0: score. just <laughs> and i so sit there strange. and i watch him talk to veronica and i'm like How do they not laugh between takes? Like, this is what our job is. uh,
1: So one of the things that bothers me about this the most is that this dynamic between Hiram and Reggie could be so interesting. It could be so much deeper. It could be so much more meaningful. And Reggie's betrayal of Hiram could have been so much more dramatic or poignant at some later date when something really morally ambiguous happens. It felt really abrupt, and if this is actually Reggie's transition from being a bad guy to being a good guy, I'm super disappointed because this could have been something real, and...
0: It was too quick. It was, like, a change of a scene, and he was in Riverdale gear. Yeah, and exactly, like, oh. in, in the stands, and,
1: and nobody even, like, said, uh, oh, hey, Reggie, what, what the fuck are you doing here? Nope.
0: <laughs> accepted it like it was nothing, and I just... Again, the whole thing between that... We had Cheryl's halftime show, which was fucking awful.
1: You know what my favorite thing is? I am sorry to interrupt you, no, but I since we're talking about Cheryl's halftime show, she she <laughs> said something at the beginning of the episode that she was gonna like give the people what they really want which was apparently a musical (laughs) performance by her did anybody want that was anybody clamoring for to perform because i personally was not i did not want anything to do with it can
0: i tell you though i did look up on imdb because i was just curious because i knew it was a lady gaga song Mm -hmm. but i just wanted to see like is she just lip syncing a boy it was her
1: i i don't disagree that any of these people have talent or musical ability
0: it just surprises me sometimes because i'm like you know we know they're lip syncing to their own voice which again it just annoys me the adr is so bad right so i had to look it up to make sure it was her singing but it is it is madeline Mm petch singing so i was kind of like oh she is a good singer but i hate watching it like it's this Lip sync show, yeah, yeah I it, don't like it. Yeah, I don't no, like I,
1: it. I totally agree, and that's what takes me out of it too, because I think if they did a better job, if they either sang live or because I don't even think when they film it, she's singing. Mm-hmm. I think she's lip syncing, and in other movies or you know movie versions, there's of a musicals, better way to. Pre- they'll sing yeah. along to it, so you can tell that they're actually singing, but they may ADR over a better cut mm-hmm. of the song. They're not doing that here. And it sounds so artificial and it sounds like it's not live, which really takes you out of the moment. And that's honestly really been my major problem with all of their musical episodes because it's so obvious that they're lip syncing. And it's just, it's crazy. I feel like there might
0: have been some that I felt a little realistic about. Earlier um, seasons, I agree. Earlier seasons. I agree, yes. When it's in Le Bon oui or whatever, like, there were some that I was like, oh, I was kind of, okay, blown away is too strong of a term,
1: but. I don't even know who you're talking about, and I already think it's too strong of a
0: term. <laughs> none of that. No, I, I can't even give you a specific, but I just felt like, if you want to bring us into a more adult s- place setting. You yeah. know, with the time jump and that they're adults and they're living these She doesn't even lef- have a mic. You know, mic, lef- you know no, like, like right. there's no
1: visit. Like, it's obvious that she's just lip syncing for, for the performance. And if
0: you were sitting there in the stands. Yeah. Are you paying attention? No. They look like they were off to the side. They well, weren't even on stage. <laughs> like, it just. The, the I wouldn't even thing. be at the
1: game, Dawn.
0: <laughs> I mean, we were talking about football, but that's Unless just
1: Veronica gives me $10,000, I'm not showing up to this game.
0: Even if. There was a player from the New York Elias on the sidelines. Okay, hold on, hold on, time out. Have you seen
1: the wonderful movie Little Giants?
0: Yeah, of course. Okay, <laughs> time out.
1: <laughs> Who hasn't seen the Who little hasn't giants? seen Little
0: Giants? But second. When I was little, I'm the oldest cousin, right?
1: Were you Becky? Did you do like Becky cosplay? Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was Icebox because it was me, my brother, and my two boy cousins. Like I was the older girl that played the sports in the family, and they called me Icebox, and it was great.
1: Excellent. I got. Hardcore Little Giants vibes this episode. Yep, because it, it was it was it was too similar. You know, with the the quarterback going over to the other team at some point. That was kind of like when Spike got recruited mm-hmm. to, to the Cowboys side, and they were like, "Oh, we don't stand a chance now." And then they have the one girl player Britta on their team. I which like Britta is just a like lot. I think Fox. she's the
0: only one who is legitimate. Like...
1: Well, she's the only one who talks. I mean, we don't... That too. We literally don't know any... Except for the guy who transferred to Stonewall, so...
0: Can I also tell you a little tidbit? As I was doing my rewatch today, uh-huh. the commercials that came out, because I watched through the app, so it's like, I had to watch the commercials. Ugh. They did a Brita app. <laughs> a, a Brita, um... A Brita commercial. And I'm like the coincidence that, yeah was weird that intentional I don't know if I like this or not, but I just had to bring it up because I thought that's it that's funny. funny but
1: i had, I had already been getting little Giants vibes from the whole football thing and then when they brought in a professional a professional New York Goliaths player, I was like, this is literally just copying the Little Giants, which is an amazing sports movie and
0: why does it, it is an amazing next to the replacements as you know is one of my favorites i, I would put
1: sandlot in that category as well <laughs> yes, yes different sport but um if we're talking it's a about good, sports yes. movies
0: yes <laughs> yes i agree with you and i like that we have a nice array of sports movies in our backgrounds because <laughs> yeah well there are it, people that are listening that probably think we only watch trash television and it's not even true yeah you're 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 totally off
1: base but While on that subject, um, also, if you didn't think that we didn't notice the fact that these people had no idea how to play football, um, (laughs) fucking did. There were literally moments where the entire entirety of both teams we're just running in the same direction down the field. There's no defensive line. There's no offensive line. There's no tackling happening. Like, what are you doing? There are no doing? plays. There's no <laughs>
0: actual plays. I don't even see Archie with a clipboard. Like, it's not... Hire him out clipboard. He tried to break it over his knee at the he end when he did. lost. And he didn't.
1: Did you notice that he didn't even break it? I'm he sorry. Did it. I, I wrote it that down. just kind of fell to It was the fucking side. hilarious. Um... Yeah, so the, I don't think anybody involved in the choreography of the scene. The
0: intensity of the, the intensity of it was more so on the Stonewall prep side because Hiram was the only one that could pull that off. Yeah. Because the rest of them... Because he's an adult. <laughs> he actually that looks like too, a coach. <laughs> and has way more acting experience, but whatever. Right. That was the most realistic part of it, but the rest was just like... They can't even fake playing it. No, and that's the worst. It's total part Total garbage.
1: Well. I was, I, I'm like, what are they doing? Nobody's even actually playing, and it made me feel like nobody involved in that scene, acting or choreography of it, had any idea how to play football because <laughs> nobody was doing anything remotely related to football. So glad that they brought in a professional to help them, uh, just like run down the field. Apparently, oh, one more thing I need to add. Mm-hmm. I thought that. Tony told Cheryl to fuck off and leave the Vixens alone, and yet she was the only one at this game. Is Vanessa Morgan at this point giving birth to a baby? I think
0: so. I think that's is that why I she's had? not
1: here? Because all of a sudden, it went from it went from Tony being like, "I think you should step back from the Vixens," and also, "I never want to see you again," to Cheryl suddenly being the only person that leading also, the Vixens. Yeah, no, I
0: agree. I, but that also goes into another storyline, though.
1: With Kevin.
0: Kevin.
1: Yeah, so we can transition now from the bullshit into a the
0: legitimate plot
1: lines. Deeper,
0: darker plot line. Yeah. This one upset me.
1: This, yes. So, you know, despite the fact that there were, like, hate crimes involved and, like, very sad things happening, I was very pleased to see open and supportive communication between Kevin and his father. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish I had seen it between Kevin and Fangs, but baby steps you know we can't
0: have everything no we can't can't have
1: everything in riverdale and if the time that had been devoted to football had been devoted to kevin
0: it was a serious issue this
1: episode would have been a lot better
0: i think they brought this storyline with kevin out of left field though because we went from even you know his dad sheriff keller my honey dad (laughs) the only one left the only one, left. well, except for Hiram, but we well, don't count him he's anymore. He's evil. He's evil. <laughs> um, out of good hot dads, <laughs> um, you know, it came out of nowhere, and then you know he he sits there and he talks to his dad, and his dad's kind of like, "You literally just said you were gonna get married and you mm-hmm, were gonna have a kid." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It did come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't see where, from what we saw last week to this week, where that tra- transition late. It was weird because I feel like Fangs did accept what Kevin was doing in the background, so to speak. And then all of a sudden it became an issue and brought to light. And I don't know what sparked Kevin to kind of be like, nope. I don't want any of this. I I don't know what the fuck I am. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just weird. It came out of nowhere for me. No, I I don't disagree
1: with you. And that's why I'm saying I think if we had dedicated more time in this episode to exploring how we got to this point, it would have served Kevin's storyline much better. And we didn't need football. So it would have served that storyline better, Mm -hmm. too. Um, because I also, I also think that this is the storyline of a character that we've been following for some time, except we haven't been following Kevin for some time. Right,
0: we kind of wanted a little more... We've been
1: busy with other people, but we didn't have to be, because Mm -hmm. they're up to stupid bullshit that we didn't need. And we could have been getting this from Kevin. And I agree, it is abrupt, and, and we said this last time, too, Kevin's been in a relationship with Fangs for, like, eight years or something ridiculous. Um, this probably should have come up prior yeah. to, prior it, to
0: this. It it was a one eighty out of for Fangs too. Probably like we're sitting here like where did this come from? Fangs is probably like you just said that you wanted to have a kid with me and we were gonna settle down and all this stuff. And he says he's like you disappear with trucker. Like he was okay with it. They had an agreement. And yet there's something still not sitting right with Kevin.
1: Yeah, and I I don't want to downplay the experience of maybe just realizing what's wrong you know I feel like there have been a lot of times in my life where I have felt like something is wrong something's off Mm -hmm. and I can't quite identify it and then maybe down the road I realize oh this is what's been making me feel like I don't fit in or Mm -hmm. something's not working this is why maybe Kevin really didn't want to face this fact that he wasn't happy with himself and wasn't comfortable with his own sexuality so i can see why that might take some time to address John, you're raising your hand sorry again. i do
0: it because i'm in the moment of my thought and i don't want to forget it that's why i raised my i hand. appreciate
1: that you don't interrupt me but yes please go ahead
0: i wanted you to finish that's why i just raised so you know like that's very she's got a thought coming that's very nice of
1: you a lot of guys don't extend that
0: same courtesy <laughs> no they don't <laughs> let's not get let's not get, we off can't track. get it we can't get into that let's not get off different podcast uh, <laughs> coming soon um no not i get what you're <laughs> maybe me um <laughs> it, it bothers me because i feel like how does he not understand what's going on with him i think he knows what's going on with him there's been so like we we've known since episode one season one I don't know where that whole not getting, needing to get in touch with sexuality, I don't know where that's coming from because we've known it, he's clearly known it, Betty's known it, everybody's known it. So... To be in a relationship with Fangs for this long and then all of a sudden just come to this weird realization that he doesn't know what he... I don't know where... Not that I could know, but I don't get writer's reasons where this whole storyline is coming from.
1: I'm rarely ever willing to give writers the benefit of the doubt. But in this particular case, I do feel like looking back over Kevin's history with relationships and the types Mm. of relationships that he's been in... Uh, some of them were secretive stop raising your hand like honestly it's more annoying than you interrupted me i'm gonna fucking finish my thought here (laughs) can you get up off the floor (laughs) so if you look back over his history there were some people he's been with who wanted to keep it hidden like moose moose was not ready to come out publicly that was kind of strange for Kevin, but he's always been that sort of casual. He would do hookups in the woods and he never really had a good, stable, healthy relationship. And maybe now for the first time that he's actually been in something stable, he's only now starting to realize as it gets real that there's something that's not quite connecting for him. I'm willing to allow for that just because we don't have enough information on the situation to say. definitively one way or another that he was comfortable with his sexuality prior to this point. I mean, that, that that's all I have to say on that. You had a comment.
0: Just about the Fangs thing, because I feel like <laughs> Fangs brought up, oh, now you're with somebody who's openly gay, a real gay man, and there's an issue. Mm-hmm. And that I was confused with because it's like, yeah, now this is when you can be your true self and you're avoiding it.
1: And that's what I'm saying. Maybe now that he is finally able to be himself, he actually isn't comfortable with that version of himself, that it was even more comfortable for him to hide, even though that hurt him as well. He's hurting. He's
0: obviously hurting. He's hurting, yeah.
1: The thing that I need clarity on, and maybe you can help me, and I'm genuinely confused about this, I'm not trying to criticize the writing or the situation or any of it, but I didn't understand the memory of his mother and when he said that they were shopping together and she said something about how he has to wear husky clothes. I didn't understand what that meant. Maybe
0: he was picking out stuff that just wasn't as boy- Like, again, what age are we talking about? what are we considering husky what are we you know like it was it's not like he was in the girl i don't think he was in the girls section right well it was a
1: confusing anecdote to cite in terms of being self-conscious about your sexual identity you know if Mm -hmm. if he had wanted to pin these issues on his mother not accepting him it was just kind of a weird way to imply that she didn't accept him when I think husky, I wasn't even... I wouldn't even associate that with a heterosexual or homosexual right. style. I would associate that with being overweight, maybe? Right. So was that the implication? That it was, she made it him was, feel yeah. unattractive, and then when he went to the woods after that, a guy made him feel attractive? And so that made him...
0: Right, and we don't know what he was as a child. So, like, to say... More husky, like you're right. Husky implies heavier.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where my mind went. Right. So maybe I'm being stupid. Maybe there's. It's not even like
0: the description wasn't like, oh, you need to be in more
1: masculine, masculine
0: clothes. Yeah, manly clothes. Like you know husky that's not the description so i don't i am just as confused as you are
1: okay i i thought that maybe i was missing something that maybe there was something in gay culture where like husky is some sort of derogatory <laughs> unless she or meant like muscular offensive. did
0: she mean more muscular i, I honestly don't man? know like uh like macho man like maybe that's what she was thinking
1: i have no idea but it was
0: weird, but I did I did appreciate the bonding between him and his dad. Yes. That was, and, it was and a I, nice,
1: I don't realistic have, moment. I don't have a problem with going back in time and examining where these issues mm-hmm. came from. It, maybe if we had had more time to pick them apart, we could have had maybe a flashback or something to his mom making him feel like he wasn't accepted. And again, I don't want to say that the character's experience was invalid because i didn't find it a valid reason to feel unaccepted by your mother but if they were going to drive at this point i feel like they could have come up with other situations that would have been more aggressive in making him feel rejected by Mm -hmm. his mother that particular situation did not translate to me to be being traumatic that's not to say that it wasn't traumatic for kevin i just i just think they could have done a better job with it and maybe if they had more time and they hadn't spent so much time on football we could have gotten
0: again came out of nowhere and are we gonna get any more to it i don't know i i don't know
1: either i i mean i hope we do because that's the kind of thing you want to see you want to connect to characters on a personal level and feel like you're invested in their growth and their personal journeys and there's no way to do that if we're splitting ourselves between several different plot lines, some of which don't matter the fuck at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like football, like I don't, I just don't care about that. Yeah. But if we're even going to talk about convoluted storylines, the rest of my notes are just a mishmash between the Polly shit and the Mothman shit. Well, that's shit.
0: all the episode was, so go
1: on. <laughs> I mean, that's all the important stuff in the episode, God, I don't even know where to start with this because there was a lot of. I it honestly it hurts my brain to think about the connections.
0: Well, I mean, we finally get a little more of an interaction between Jughead and Betty. Which we, we do. I was getting. happy to see, it, to be honest. And it was it was a nice <laughs> partnership. Yes, it was a nice, like easygoing, like we're not there were romantically no involved. yeah there were no str-
1: there was no implication that it was going to lead to anything else it was right. just like two people who realized we might have something it that was a could... nice
0: banter for a little while
1: yeah and and i did appreciate that jughead was seemingly interested and sympathetic towards Betty's situation whereas can I just mention do you remember last episode when Betty and Archie ended their little to-do and Archie was like you shouldn't be going through this alone and she was like "No, it's fine I'm gonna need a friend and then where the fuck was Archie when Betty found out that Polly's blood type was a match for the blood she that was found him? in the phone book. No, but I mean, what were we just supposed to assume that Archie just disappeared off the face of the earth? I mean,
0: but are we to assume that he's supposed to just know that that's what she found out? He should probably be checking in on her since you know she's going he through should, some but, shit, you know, football. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. He had more important things to worry about. I just find that really obnoxious. Well, because it's good
0: that they ended it when they did. We're
1: Um, So I I did appreciate that Jughead, like, tried to check in on her and realized that, like, something was uh, amiss. Mm -hmm. So, you know, good on that. Although he probably should have given her a heads up that he was about to suggest that something extraterrestrial was involved with Polly's disappearance because Betty was none too pleased to realize that Jughead was implying that there might be a connection to aliens
0: in Polly's disappearance. Yeah, she, the face she made was just like, huh. Meanwhile, throughout your high school career, you dealt with enough shit that this shouldn't be that abnormal to you. I don't know.
1: Aliens feels a little outside of the Okay, but, regular. I mean,
0: she could play the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you dealt I with the, the gargoyle. Ca- Come on.
1: But she has a personal investment in this case. You know? yes. It's her sister that's missing. I can understand her feeling frustrated. She's trying to find who took her sister and jughead's like I may have some information that could help you and then they go and see old man Dreyfus. and he's like aliens and spaceships and she's like are you fucking kidding me like a human being abducted my sister and is holding he her he was
0: so adamant too he's like I saw that happen in 1977 uh, yeah and, and like with like with a phone but like he's like yeah, that, that exact the shreds happened, or yeah. something
1: which like I, I, it really makes my head hurt to try and think about.
0: I don't not what's believe going him, on here, but at the same time, they
1: there's, don't know that.
0: Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I'm
1: still operating under the assumption that there's a logical explanation for the Mothmen. And the further we get into this, the more that I'm afraid that we're not going to get a logical explanation for it. Because even Jughead, who is the most, arguably the most aware person on the show. Most woke. Said, yeah, most woke. Says that, you know, this is Riverdale. Sometimes things happen here that you can't explain. And he's really pushing for this possibility that there's something going on that we can't logically explain.
0: Like his mustache. <laughs> It's really coming in. It's really bad. In that now.
1: first scene, in that first
0: scene, we open like, with it, Holy. and I'm like,
1: "Holy fuck!" It was this like mustache. I feel like they zoomed in
0: on it. It was just—it's really focus. bad. Shave it. Get rid of it. Stop it.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think, like
0: it a lot.
1: I think we're probably gonna talk about that in I every episode until don't. it's gone.
0: I just said I don't like it a lot, but that's fine.
1: Yeah. So I mean, Jockhead is still pursuing the theory that alien encounters are triggered by personal trauma which is confusing to me because we're also simultaneously pursuing the theory that alien encounters are real and pursuing the theory that the serial killer is real and yet all of them seem to be on the same path and I and I can't I can't reconcile There's all three of them. Stuff. It honestly it like it makes my head hurt to think about how all three of them connect. Let's just take it a piece at a time so jughead Jughead has a student who writes a story for a creative fiction assignment. With
0: a great drawing on the cover.
1: Great drawing. So the story was about a kid who gets imprisoned for a while and then breaks out and abducted by Mothman and is... There are experiments performed on him, but he's fine in the end, whatever. so they let him go. Yeah, so obviously Jughead's like, oh, Mothman, I'm doing this investigation. This is clearly related. I don't know if there's any significance to the student's name.
0: It sounded interesting to me. Like, I'm like, there's got to be some weird reference somewhere. I googled the name
1: Uh Lerman Logan, and there's an actor named Logan Lerman. Oh. But as far as I can tell no obvious connection to Riverdale or any of the themes that we're going over. He starred in like Percy Jackson and the and like some other things too. Um so I'm not really I'm not really sure if somebody's friends with him and they were just oh. like, Hey we're gonna name a We're character gonna reverse on your R- name. Riverdale that was the only like real association. I was gonna say what a
0: name is that? Like that's gotta be a reference to something. Right. Who fucking names their kid Lerman?
1: Lerman. Yeah, well, so it comes to light at the end of the episode that Lerman is a sleepwalker and that's why his parents keep him locked up in the basement because he's hurt himself before sleepwalking and went missing for a whole week at some point. And then somebody discovered him. (laughs) Yeah, and then discovered him on the lonely highway, at which point he starts saying that he has no memory of what happened to him. And I'm assuming we're supposed to believe that he was abducted by the same people that abducted Polly or the, you know, the Mothman or
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whatever. And I don't, I don't know what to make of that because he doesn't fit the profile of the other people who have been abducted. He's a kid. He's a boy. He was released after a week or he escaped. But from what we know of the other abductions and people who have gone missing, they're all women. Some of them have turned up dead. Polly is... Obviously not being released, she has tried to escape and been unsuccessful. The men that old man Dreyfus worked with, they were also abducted, but they were returned in like 24 hours. So do they want just women? I'm I'm trying to make I know, sense I know you
0: are. I don't think we should. <laughs> we still have a lot to go. We do, but uh, they're giving us more information,
1: but none of it makes sense and I think I'm driving myself a little bit crazy trying Don't. to figure out I'm just trying to find out what they have in common because why would they abduct Lerman just to let him go a week later or allow him to escape although I do find it rather suspicious that after all of this he, him and his family just relocate to a different place I think they're over this shit oh I, I interpreted <laughs> I, I had my tinfoil hat on for this mm. I assumed that um, they maybe knew a little bit too much and then left town because oh. they were um, encouraged to leave town. Interesting. Yeah, I just, it just seems suspicious that they left before Jughead and Betty were able to interrogate him.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's Maybe, all. like, that. that's the second, like, Jughead questioning him was like, okay, they're on to, uh, like, on yeah, to something. Right. We should leave. Yeah. right. Right, they tried to avoid it as much as they could. Mm-hmm. With you know Waldo, and uh, oh god,
1: <laughs> what did Jughead say at some who's like, What's the buzz, Waldo? or oh something. my god,
0: <laughs> I it was to just die. weird that he calls him Waldo, and it, yeah. Just, yeah, I actually I feel like
1: I feel like Principal Weatherby has a weird amount of power in this school that is a private school, and he's like, I will fire you for getting involved in this. That
0: seemed like the most realistic thing of the whole show, like <laughs> you know, he's the principal and he's cracking down on teachers that are being fucking weird with students and it's i didn't think jackhead was being weird he wasn't no he wasn't being weird but it was just kind of like okay a parent is uncomfortable i'm shutting this down like he just kind of he did the right i think in the moment did the right thing and i'm kind of like oh that's like what a principal would do like that seemed like the most normal scenario in this whole show
1: It's interesting. I I just – I didn't feel that way just because I felt like he was a bit overreacting
0: to – Just when he was like, oh, we'll change the English – we'll change his English class. Like, yeah, I feel like that that seemed like a normal thing that a principal would do. Like, we'll get to logistics later, but, like, to make the parents happy right now, I think that's what a normal – Well,
1: considering the parents aren't even paying tuition for their student, I don't know. I feel like you have more pressure – to To bend to the parents' will if you were actually getting money from them. But the school mm. is fully funded by Cheryl Blossom, so I I, it's I don't know. I, I just felt like it was really unfair because Jughead had legitimate concerns about this student.
0: And do you think the student maybe had an inkling about Jughead to write the story and felt comfortable writing the story for a Jug as opposed to any other teacher.
1: Uh, I didn't get that vibe, but I, I, it's very unusual or at least suspicious that anybody in his class wrote about the Mothman when he's in an active investigation involving the Mothman.
0: Right, but it's like... Quite a coincidence. Yeah. No, I just felt kind of like maybe he just got a sense with Jug that... He could be honest. He could be honest about it. Yeah. Well,
1: uh, but that's what's strange. So then what, did he run home and tell his parents what Jug had said? I don't understand why his parents then came in and complained about him because... How would they know what had even said to the kid true. if there was something that Lerman was trying to communicate to Jughead? Yeah. Why would he rat him out? That whole that whole situation was just kind of weird to me. No,
0: well, that's true. <laughs> I get that. Um, Glenn makes an appearance twice in this episode, and I laughed when Betty gets off the phone with him after she finds out that the blood from the phone booth mm-hmm. matches Polly's blood. The rarest... A B negative, type, yeah. right? It's A B negative. Yeah. And she yells, Screw you, Glenn. <laughs> and I'm kinda like, that's the same as not now, Chad. Not now, Chad. That's, Screw that's, you. That's Glenn. the not now, Chad of this episode. Like I'm going to use those going forward. Okay, so listen,
1: I think Glenn is a creep. I wanna, Absolutely. I wanna go ahead and state that now. And I'm not saying that he's not a bag of dicks, but just like with Chadwick, I'm going to call it out when bad guys are being unfairly villainized. Betty said that he didn't offer to help, but he did. He totally did a couple episodes ago when he called her and told her that the TBK killer was back. TBK has reemerged in Tulsa. We think.
0: How many? Are there any victims?
1: Two, so far. Look, um, why don't you send me what you got, and I'll see. What No, Glenn, uh, you focus on TBK, catch that bastard, okay? I'm gonna handle everything here myself, and I'll check in with you. She literally turned him down for help and then fucking flipped out on him for not offering to help. So, you know I love Betty. You know I think Glenn's a scumbag. But I just I just want to call this out because he's another
0: mustache villain. He's another <laughs> not that, mustachioed I, 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 villain. <laughs> not that not that Jughead is a villain, but his mustache mu- is must- definitely a villain. Oh, the mustache alone is a villain. <laughs> the
1: mustache is the TBK.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> no, but it's just I think I get what you're saying. But then when he shows up and basically admits to Alice, like, no, but he lied to you about the blood. The look in his eye was very devilish. Oh,
1: I totally think he's sketchy. And, I, and, and even I will say, I think there's a perfectly innocent way that he could have come to Alice and blurted out that the blood type was actually a match for Polly without knowing that Betty had lied to Alice. And he didn't know that. So I don't necessarily think he did it maliciously, but I don't trust him. I don't like him. No. He did announce he was taking over the investigation, which, again, since I do not trust him, is, like, not a great thing, but also... Uh, Betty is not in a great place she's a little bit too close she went dark
0: Betty she went
1: super dark
0: Betty like she looked and I think like the minute she's like staring in her vanity and she's in the mirror it's like the 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 switch went off Mm -hmm. and she went dark Betty on us and it was very like I kind of miss it (laughs) because it's it's her working by herself yeah which I kind of like as opposed to Outside influences. I do think it's stupid because I think it was reckless. Oh, it's stupid. It, it it's stupid. <laughs> she tied up a fucking trucker in the woods and said, we'll come back tomorrow and maybe I'll let you go. Yeah, that... It's weird. That really bothered me. Uh, Does I mean, she not get that, like, people can come after... Like, I just... I get that
1: she's really torn up about Polly. And at this point, she thinks she's dead, which uh, at some... Okay, so we need to go back because I... When they said that the blood type, was a match to Polly. What I what I didn't I'm and maybe this is just me being unwilling to admit that I'm wrong, but I still think Polly's alive. Yeah. So Betty's reaction to finding out that it was the same blood type was over the top to me because in my head I'm like, well, it's not a hundred percent that it's Polly. So why are you behaving as though she is definitely dead? Right. Yeah, it's a rare blood type, and it's unlikely that it could be anybody else's blood, but we don't have a body. We don't know that Polly's actually dead. It was a lot of blood, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she has died. Being somebody in the FBI who would know that you can't convict somebody based on their blood type matching, it has to be more DNA related than that. Uh, it just, it kind of bothered me, and, you know, if, if we're going to buy into the theory that people are being abducted and experiments are being conducted on them, maybe they're all AB positive blood types, you know, like this could be... Right, it's
0: it's an extra, right, there's an extra level of why these people are being abducted. Yeah,
1: so with with that even said, I don't understand. I kind of get why she lied to Alice in the first place, but I also feel like she should have known that it was going to come back to bite her in the ass at some point but there was still hope you know it wasn't definitive that this was Polly's blood or that she was dead even if it was her blood that that means she's dead so I don't understand why she felt like she needed to lie to Alice because it's not like she was telling her it's a 100% match this is definitely Polly's blood Mm -hmm. and even if it was we don't know she's dead there would be a body
0: Right, we still don't have a body. There would be a
1: body. That's why I'm still confident in my feeling that we're going to recover Polly alive, or at least that Polly is still alive currently. Because I think there is nothing stopping them from having Polly's body turn up in Swedlow Swamp if she's actually dead.
0: Imagine Edgar is still
1: around. <gasps> Shut up! This is my tinfoil theory! Edgar's not around, but Evelyn is. Evelyn was in prison. We don't know what her sentence was. She could be out of prison by now, or she could be running some kind of operation from behind bars.
0: Edgar took his, space sh- his fucking rocket <laughs> okay. to space. The reason... <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: I wasn't... I didn't make that connection, but... No, but I just but thought yes. of
0: Edgar, but at the same time, I think we're both on the same page with it, but I was- I'm just like, oh, Edgar's gonna fucking go to space with his rocket, and... He's going to be with the Mothman and then, no, that's too convoluted, but there's an ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever, never, (laughs) an ever, never connection somewhere.
1: I, the reason that I thought of Evelyn was just because I was trying to think of motive here and uh, we've already done organ harvesting, which seems like it would make the most sense Big eye here. roll
0: here. Get you know, on. maybe
1: they're harvesting – because it's women. It's women who are disappearing and turning up dead. The oh, men right. keep getting released. Eggs, you know, right. eggs are a big market. People will pay thousands of dollars for eggs. Are we
0: re- I mean, I'm not even going to – we don't fucking know exactly it's very possible like
1: i'm going as far out into the ether as i can stomach to figure out what the fuck is going on here and you know we've already done organ harvesting but maybe it's this branch of it and Eve- evelyn could be behind it penelope could be behind it we haven't heard from her we right. know that you know she was expected to be out of prison in four years because reasons so there's so much there has to be somebody behind this Something that I noted that old Man Dreyfus said was that he had heard them on his radio, Mm -hmm. which made me think, um, you know, truckers communicate on CB radio. And if maybe there's a network of people that he might be hearing them talking about coordinating their efforts or something like that. You know, he's hearing them on the radio. There has Mm -hmm. to be a reason why they're on the radio. Yeah. That could be why. That's just a theory. That
0: I, I feel like we should look out for some out tangerines.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen any citrus being featured, but, but
0: I feel like
1: it could come up
0: as a fan of the show. If you hear the word tangerine.
1: Yeah, we haven't yet, though. We so haven't.
0: But if if we're gonna, if we we're going to. We shouldn't make rule the anything. Else. If we're going to make the connection and somebody hears tangerine somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously that's just going to connect right back to Evelyn. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just, I wanted to touch upon something that's not necessarily plot related, but I feel like this show didn't particularly handle the sex worker industry very well. Betty said something about the truckers preying on these girls. They're but not really. They all are adults, as far as we know. I mean, it's hard to tell because they do cast adults as teenagers all the time, but mm-hmm. we know that Polly was at least an adult consenting and may have entered into prostitution willingly. Yeah. And as far as we know, the guy that Betty tied to a tree in the forest was he not. He seemed
0: like a decent. God. I I
1: said it when he first showed up. I don't think he's a murderer. You know, if he has any other demons or whatever, that's he just wants to get unknown. blown
0: in his truck.
1: Exactly. Like some men are just. I don't after think the there is an they're ulterior not, motive. They're yeah. not predators. Uh, I mean, sex work is illegal in New York, but that doesn't necessarily mean it should be criminalized. It's it's a whole thing. But the the way I didn't like the way that Betty was. Demonizing, demonizing the whole industry because this is actually a a valid option for women who decide that they're going to make money off of things that. And again, it's they're already doing.
0: Like it's people just coming and going. Like nobody really at this point has any kind of motive towards these women that we know of. Yeah, you know, it's literally just, I'd like to get blown, and then I'm going to leave here's my opinion. end of story. Like, right. It's, it's not very, it's, it's not convoluted it, at as all. As long as you're
1: not murdering anybody, you know, And we there's shouldn't... no
0: proof of these men that she questioned exactly. murdering anyone. Exactly,
1: exactly. And that's honestly, I thought that's what her stakeout was going to be, but no, she's literally just bursting into any truck. And because
0: she noticed the one guy from when he was talking to Polly through AIM right. or whatever, she thinks he's automatic. No. Yeah.
1: So seeking no. justice by murdering him in the middle of the forest was um, unhinged and, and Betty is unhinged at this point. Yeah. But she needs but I movie f- medication. For the for a show that's trying to be progressive in a lot of ways, this felt very narrow minded in terms of how they're portraying the sex work industry.
0: Yeah. We should be
1: we should be more inclusive of that and more accepting of that, as long as nobody's getting hurt, which honestly the men that she seemed to be smacking around didn't seem to be violent Not or or preying, as she said, on girls. Mm-hmm. They're women. So yeah. that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we have a few months well next week's the finale the mid-season finale (laughs) you texted me and said oh it's the mid-season finale and i go when is it back and you come back with july
1: i think i said fucking july
0: fucking july (laughs) that's quite a stretch it
1: sure is that's 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 a a drought
0: that's a drought That we will figure out what we're going to do in the interim, I think, because... Yes,
1: next week we'll let you know, because we can't be away from you for that long. No,
0: and... (laughs) We'll miss you too much. And we like doing this too much, so I think we will definitely find things to fill the time. Again, that's three months almost. Yeah. Um, It's a long time. If
1: you have strong feelings about what you would like us to cover please get in touch because we will definitely take suggestions but you can reach us at i hate it let's watch it at gmail.com
0: and until then that's endgame